This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. When did you start learning about the Enneagram? It was two and a half years ago, and I have a funny story about it. It was on a podcast by Annie F. Downs. That sounds fun. And she kept talking about the Enneagram with her <laughs> accent. And I was hearing Annie-a-gram. Like, I thought, I thought she refers to herself in the third person a lot. Like, Annie does this. And so I was like, okay, she made up some weird uh, cultish thing. And I don't know what it is. And I just got curious. And I, I literally, I typed in Annie-a-gram. <laughs> and it got corrected, autocorrected to Enneagram. And that's actually how it started. Oh, that's and so funny. I jumped right in and at, in true tri-type fashion. Like, I went in and deep until I was as deep as I felt I could go. So it's been, yeah, two and a half years of studying pretty deeply and uh, I'm actually waiting on training. There's a chance that Aaron and I are going to get uh, some training in the next month or so. So mm -hmm. um, that'll be cool just to add some kind of system on top of the knowledge we already have. Uh, when I test on any Enneagram test, I often come up as seven first. And at the very least, seven second. The seven is so, so strong in me that I, I really did at first wonder. Yeah, I'm really, I'm restless and I'm always looking for the next adventure. Definitely relate to, to wanting the calendar to be full with the next thing. And yeah, just very tricky as a mother of six <laughs> to be that kind of restless. So I, I just kind of took them along with me on the wildest adventures. Like, I don't know many moms who did the kinds of things we did with our kids, that number of children at the ages they were, but they just came with me everywhere. So they say that your wing is, if you access it, you're essentially able to access something that you're longing for, like a missing thing that kills you in a way you need. And that is how I see seven. So as an eight, I feel pretty heavy, like deep, settled deep into the ground, you know, like very heavy. And I long for lightness. When I, when I'm with sevens, I feel their levity and their lightness. And I, yeah, I think if I could be any other number, it's definitely that. I, I love the lightness. And so to access seven for me is to shed some of the weight and the care and to become lighter. All right. Talk about moving from eight into two and five. Sure. Yeah. So I think I already described what two looks like for me. It means deliberately walking towards the world with like really wide open arms. There's no condition on the way I love. It's not conditional. And, and at this point it's compulsive. I have to do it. So I do understand that. I think there are different ways two can express itself. Mine is not the, you know, cooking for people or, or, um, it's going deep. It's no, it's getting in. It's getting in deep. And dirty. Yeah, it, it's true. Discussions about yeah, real life. For sure. The raw. I, I relate to it far more as a connector, as connecting deeply with people. And and I've been told that when I when I'm in that two-ish space, one friend said she felt like warmth in her chest when I'm around. And I, I mean, I can't think of anything nicer to hear than that I feel warm to someone and make them feel warm because, as I said. I've spent a lot of life feeling cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that said, 
going to five is going cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I heard a friend describe us eights as lightning. Like when a lightning strikes, the sizzle is eight. So if that's true, then two for us is warm. So lightning is hot. Two is warm. Five is cold. <laughs> so swinging from two to five is it's quite a, a shock to family and friends. <laughs> yes. And um, when I was 34, my mom, that god of mine, she died. And it was really sudden. We didn't get to say goodbye. And I swung to five so hard, I can't even tell you. I, I went from being in the world to disappearing completely. So my husband didn't have a wife for a year. I, I pulled so deep inside myself um, that I, well, I can't really remember the year. It came, came and went. I don't remember it. And my heart, which was warm, went cold. Yeah, it's like it became a, like a, a lump of rock. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't angry. I wasn't sad. I was nothing. You just weren't there. No, I was just floating thoughts. I was just there. Yeah. In true five way, I, I like let go of my emotions entirely, and I was just thinking and robotic movement. So I've I am a boxer as well, and the year after she died, I boxed five days a week until I was so exhausted that that I was ready to drop. But it wasn't that healthy eight body thing where I felt like I was being fed and mm-hmm. and what it felt like I was running away. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we do that sometimes, right? We go <laughs> totally. to the absolute end of ourselves Absolutely. to exhaust ourselves so that we can not think and not feel. Yeah. No, my boxing coach took one look at me and he put me on a new a new regimen of work. It's like he intuitively knew this girl needs to just take herself to the limit to survive right now. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. But my poor husband, I, I was just gone. And my kids, I just wasn't there for a year. Um, so when I do it in little moments, the unhealthy way I access it is as a punishment to people who hurt me. It's like in my head, I say, you had me, you no longer have me. I will withdraw myself from you. Take that. <laughs> and I go cold and they would feel it. If they were in a room, it would be like the the temperature went. <laughs> I think a lot of us eights do that. Yeah. I don't think we say it as so boldly as you, or we admit it so boldly as you. It's a punishment, <laughs> but I think we, we use it like a punishment. Yeah, yeah, because if and we, it's justifiable in our minds, right? Yeah, we justify it totally, mm-hmm. and it is always related to hurt. Mm-hmm. Definitely, for sure. Yeah. So um, when I'm healthy, five saves me. It stops me from acting immediately and like knee jerk reactions. Um, it gives me space to actually think a thing through. I think we're good. We're good thinkers. We're pretty logical when um, we're not reacting, mm-hmm. right? And so it's a gift. It means that I make fewer mistakes. So accessing it in a healthy way is lovely. All right, let's move on to your subtype. I wanted to be social. <laughs> If you read the eight description for social, it's really nice. <laughs> it's they're the nicest eight. It's kind of how that goes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am not that. I not only am I not that social is dead last. So <laughs> it's really struggle to bring that forward for sure. I like I said, I don't do groups. 
I don't do groups. I don't understand groups. I don't give two rips for groups. So, oh, funny that I thought I was social. Um, I am for sure sexual. I'm so charged up by one-on-one connection. So charged up by people's energy. I've heard it said that the sexual instinct has far more to do with pulling on people's energy. Mm. That's the way you connect. So I connect really, really well with people whose energy feels rich and deep and bright and full. Yeah, I just want to go deep and I want to go all the way in with the people I'm in relationship with. And in a room, I just go to the people with that energy that I love and I almost get like sucked in and the world stops. I don't pay attention to anything else. I'm not aware of the dynamic in the room apart from the person in front of me. Um, so they, <laughs> my stacking is interesting because it's described as like the most psycho stacking of the whole bunch <laughs> because I'm more uh, emotional. Almost too. Yeah. I'm just more emotional than, than other stackings and more, um, and more intense. I'm like the most intense stacking of the most intense number. So <laughs> yeah. So that's the way that works. So quickly, we'll just touch on your tri-type. Yeah, I, is, my tri-type can kind of be summed up in a, in a nickname that just fits. So it's eight, then four, then seven. And the nickname is The Messenger. And I just, the moment I heard it, I, I, I knew. Um, much like what we're trying to do with this podcast, I can't think of a thing I like more than to pull the truest truth out of something and then share it with people. So I, I will pull the truest truth about who you are and then show it to you. Right? That's my favorite thing. That's what I've done my whole life. That's my tri-tip in a nutshell. And no one does it better, honestly. (laughs) What has the Enneagram given you in the last two and a half years since you have learned it? Well, as a kid who felt totally alone, right? And totally other, it gave me language for why, right? It gave me essentially a why. And so I would say it put me on the map of humanity. That's how I I would describe it. Like in the human experience, there are people like me, there are kids like me. I took great comfort in that for sure. I mean, there's a tens of things it has done for me, but I, I don't even think I need to bother saying much more than that (laughs) because it's the thing I needed most. And that's what it gave me. I was looking for a sense of place because I've been so lonely and I'm a polarizing kind of person and that non-conformity streak Um, It just helped me see I'm not a monster. I'm not a monster. I want to touch on that for a minute, though, because I think you played a dialogue in your head that you were a monster. I don't think that anyone else saw you as a monster. No, that's never been confirmed from the outside. (laughs) Isn't that the way, though, right? Mm -hmm. They say eights are their own worst enemies in a way that's particularly profound we turn the full vent of our anger on our own selves Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's self-torture and my mom used to call me on that too she used to say why why do you do that Mm -hmm. i still am like really quite hard on myself it is something we do very well yeah no for sure and and yeah uh, just like one last thing is it totally revolutionized my family life Uh, to see my husband who as a nine I, i was mistaking as weak Mm-hmm. And suddenly realizing his amazing strengths and superpowers and all these kids that I was misunderstanding. And suddenly they, they clicked into place in my mind. And I've, I've made adjustments as to how I mother and whatnot. So it's been incredible. Uh, for someone who is not 
known for being peaceable <laughs> uh, and uniting, it's given me the tools to be exactly that, actually. Yeah, anyways, we hope some of you have gained something from this, that some of you don't feel so alone. If you have eights in your life that maybe have these traits, that you're looking at this and thinking, okay, I get it, I see this now. And, and look around for those little kids. Look around yeah. for those little kids in the room who are holding power somehow all alone at the back of the room. Mm -hmm. They're probably eights and they're dying to connect as they are. Yeah. And if you look them in the eye and essentially show them that they are enough as they are, yeah, hopefully you can see the wariness come out of their eyes and then they start to join the group a little more. So. And they'll do big things with you too. Mm -hmm. They'll bring a lot to the table. Absolutely. So give them space for that. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor.